G'day and welcome to uh, Man Oh Man with Malcolm Nichols. So this week, we've got another, um, another experimental week this week, a fascinating week after, after last week's podcast, where we had a, a number of women come on and share their experiences of, of, meet, of, the, of men, what, what, what their experience of men has been in their life, and how they um, feel about the Me Too movement. And so this week, I've invited five five gentlemen plus myself to reflect on what it is they heard the uh, the group of women say and and talk about their uh, you know how, how they feel about what they've said and also what our experiences are um, as men knowing about what's happening in the me too movement and the impact that it's having on us so i'd like to i'd like to acknowledge and thank uh, you all of you guys who have who have come on this call i know that um you know, it's certainly something that for, in, in my sphere, you know, I talk about a little and talk to, have talked about a little bit with men, but it, it's not something a lot of guys talk about. And I know that there's, you know, it's a challenging subject. So I really want to honour and thank you for, for coming, taking the time to, to come on this call and, and really, um, uh, you know, step into, into something, um, into a challenging field. And, and uh, I'm, Really excited about what we're going to get into and and how this uh, this phone call, this podcast is going to unfold. So th the main gist of this call, as I, as I mentioned just before, is for us to to firstly reflect on what it is that we we heard from the the previous group, the previous woman, and then and and as we're doing that, also sharing our experiences about um, you know as it relates to what they've said. And, and it's all wrapped around in this thing of um, of how uh, of what we feel about me too as as men. So that's enough of an introduction. I'm going to um, open the, open up to you guys to start. So maybe uh, as a way of starting, guys, if you if you feel like it, feel free to introduce your name and and just begin with with um, how you feel about what you heard last week, and and then allow it to go from there. Who feels brave enough to start? I'll, um, Kendall will cut in. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to go. I, I, I've only listened to the podcast this afternoon. Um, and I was, I was in the gym on a bike, on a standing still bike. And I was listening to that podcast and I was, um, I was amazed to hear what, what the ladies had to, what had to say. Um, I think what it, what it drew attention to me, um, about was, uh, how many women have been affected by men in the past, um, in some sort of abusive manner. And then it had me reflect on my, my own upbringing and my own growing up as a kid and going to school and scouts and how there is, there, there was, or there is no, I mean, I, was, was, <laughs> I'll keep it with was, there was no 
way of speaking about how I was feeling about women or about myself. Um, and things that went on at school, like grabbing girls' boobs, um, was like a normal thing to do. Uh, and I didn't feel, I didn't feel bad about it, but I, I felt that we hadn't asked permission. There was no permission. And we were just doing something that one other guy said was okay to do. And it seemed like a fun thing to do at the time. Um, but I, yeah, I was really, I was really touched by how the, the women, uh, especially one of the ladies shared about herself um, being raped and then her daughter being raped. I think that was, that was really full on. And then the, 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 for, the forgiveness that came through because she felt like there was no education around that for, for the perpetrator. So, um, but I was, you know, sitting at the gym just thinking, wow, look at all these beautiful women around me who are training. And I wonder how much the, the, the good looks and the, how much of the, the mask we are all just wearing all the time. Um, yeah, really, it really, um, it, 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 it actually dropped loads of boundaries for myself. So I, I felt really vulnerable in that space, but I felt really safe. I'll leave it with there for the moment. Mm. Nice. Thanks, mate. <clears throat> Who would like to have a go next? Yeah, I'll jump in, guys. Uh, Drew here from, uh, calling in from the UK. Um, yeah, so again, I want to acknowledge uh, Malcolm for taking the initiative on this and, um, and helping me get really uncomfortable actually with uh with some of my responses and reactions and and you said i think um at one point either on that podcast or the one before about um our capacity as men to just listen and i was really observant to my my many times listening trying to listen where um i wanted to fix or jump in or justify or uh, or share my version of it and it really surprised me i'm listening to my own internal dialogue um through the podcast which granted i did uh late last night and early this morning um because i've got all your podcasts queued up as one of the many things on my b list um i uh you know i found myself uh being really impacted by the stories of abuse, particularly childhood abuse. And, and uh, there's a little bit of, of, there's a little bit of empathy there in terms of my own experiences, but um, also in just, just the, the, the sheer volume of stories of abuse from women that's coming out around uh, how it is to grow up as, uh, as a woman. Um, or as slash and as a female and um it, it actually impacted me strangely a couple of weeks ago when um when there was a conversation and it just landed at a another level for me when i was talking to a friend of mine and she was just sharing 
she was showing how much fear it is, she has just walking around the, down the street or being with with a man of my size and i'm not a big guy right i'm I, whatever it is you know i'm skinny i'm not that da, da, da. i'm you know i'm 5 11 and uh, there are many much bigger guys than me out there and even just being alone with me in a room triggered an amount of fear for her physical safety and that didn't i didn't hear that come up on the call last night but it was a recent impact of this idea you know i get scared sometimes when bigger more aggressive men are around but i don't it's not a regular experience for me but the idea that there that women might just be fearful by virtue of the fact that i'm a bigger potentially stronger guy that was something that that landed me uh, landed for me a couple of weeks ago um Listening to the podcast, I heard um, as well as that that piece around uh, growing up with abuse. Like questions came up for me around nature and nurture, like and around you know these differences between genders versus the similarities between genders. You know, in the you know a lot of the conversations I've been in lately uh, seem to collapse masculine and feminine, for example, or. Um, or the, the idea of sexuality or sex as male and female and gender as, as man and women. And um, I just want to invite in my awareness that it is so nuanced, uh, this conversation. And, um, and it's, it's easy to get binary about it. And I think it's perhaps necessary, but it's, I'm, uh, the, more I, the more I hear this conversation, the more I try and participate in it, the more layers I realize that I don't know and I don't understand. Um, and uh, that came up for me a lot. And then I also noticed um, how difficult it is for me to even find a starting point to drop into this conversation. As a, as a man, as a white male, as a privileged white male, as an entitled privileged white male, um, you know, it's, it's I find it fucking hard, you know, without like the big context and opening it all out. Um, and, you know, I grew up with a, um, I grew up uh, with a father who was a, a porn dealer. So, um, you know, I grew up, I was three years old when I first stumbled into the room in the house that had, I don't know, two, 3000 magazines, pornographic magazines in it. And that was my education. That was my sex education. That was my, um, that was my, uh, my education um around how a man should be with a woman if, and i remember i say that because i remember as a five or six year old boy so uh, someone talked about the joy of sex book the other last week and i noticed we noticed the joy of sex when i was a kid but more than that i noticed that thousands of playboys and mayfairs and men onlys and other other um, porn mags that was around and as a five or six year old boy in the in the playground at school having these images of how i was supposed to in inverted commas be with women and and not knowing what that even meant not having anyone to talk to about it not having any idea but thinking that the way i was supposed to be with with girls was sexual was to sexualize them was to be this sexual person with them and um in the abject lack of any conversation or, or education around how it was to show up i was relying on on pornography to uh, to guide me as to how I was supposed to be a man, as a, a you know a five year old man with women. Um, so I notice I have empathy on or like on both sides or in all areas for this. 
I'm going to leave it at that because I, you know, my usual habit of saying 10, using 10 words to say one thing or whatever it is. But um, there's some of the things, there's some of the questions I've been sitting with uh, in preparation for this call. <clears throat> Thanks, Drew, mate. It was, um, I always like your, uh, like the fact you use 10 words when, when one will do, mate. It's, um, <laughs> it makes a change from the Kiwi version, which is use one. <laughs> Why use 10 when, when, when one? When get to the fucking point with one word is the is the mantra. So thanks, buddy. All right, I'll pass on. Yep, go, Rich. Hi, yeah, my name's Rich. Um, out here in Bali, I'm a coach, and um, I spend a lot of my professional life kind of on stage public speaking. And yet, what I'm finding ever since this course began is like I'm noticing some real nervousness in my body like my heart rate is elevated <laughs> and it's just been really interesting to notice like just how much this means to me as well you know i'm passionate about learning more about the subject and speaking out occasionally and yet i'm really nervous in this moment so and my voice my throat's drying up so that's not something that happens every day so that's really that's really interesting um yeah i guess when i jump on the back of a lot of what drew just said um, i couldn't agree more with, with well I don't have a similar background, but in terms of his responses to the, um, to the podcast last week, I found myself, um, you know, listening, but not really hearing and um, kind of watching myself actually whilst driving around on a scooter, um, listening to this podcast and, you know, moments feeling triggered and in moments wanting to jump in and fix and solve. And it was like, wow, and obviously I couldn't do that. And so I was forced to just listen and, I was speaking to you earlier about this. There's, there's a layer beneath where you know, we can listen to what they're saying, but then we can actually hear what's really going on. And that requires, um, that's a skill. I, I feel like I, do, uh, I need to develop more of, yes, in a, a coaching capacity, but in an everyday level as a man, I think um, that's something I clearly need work with because had I been in the room, I, I would have been desperate to say, have said you know, a couple of things. And um, I think the overriding message I took away from it we can go into details of elements of what we said, but it was just this need to, to really listen, you know, and, and hold that kind of, um, hold the anger and hold that passion that was coming from a lot of these women, understandably. Um, and that's, that's kind of what I took away from it. The other thing I'd like to sort of finish off by saying was, yeah, I mean, Drew sort of already mentioned this sort of, the reality of us being, a lot of us being privileged white males. <laughs> um, I'll only speak for myself, but, I was unable in that capacity to, re to, re to relate to a lot of what um, these women were saying. And, and, you know, just reading and watching that in real time, going, wow, these experiences just mad to me. Um, specifically, they referenced um, a bunch of women who were in a photo shoot, you know, with the men were kind of shorter. And so the photographer recommended that the men get on boxes so they were taller than the women. Um, this is a kind of school age, if I remember rightly, maybe. Um, and all of the women, young women, kind of uh, were aware that this was not okay and yet didn't say something. And I'm someone that um, I'd like to say when something is not okay and I speak my mind, as a man, as a human being. And so that, what I mean, that's exactly what I mean. I don't, I can't relate as a, you know, as a man to this sort of, this idea of not feeling not feeling comfortable enough, not feeling I don't know what it is. You see what I mean? There's there's something missing there. Like what is it that's needed for them to step up and say this isn't okay? So that was um, along with a lot of the articles, just really educational.
<laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, cheers, Rich. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and you're right. It was they, they were that was a they were teenage teenage girls. I think they were it was um all of the, I think quite it was Briggs Briggs's daughter, and I think she was saying that all of the all of the uh, all of the girls were taller than the boys, and it was a male photographer. And and you know how much of this is conscious or unconscious would be really fascinating to know. I mean, I'd love to have a fucking conversation with that photographer. You know what I mean? And um. But to have yeah, placing the girl, the boys above the girls, yeah. Thought that 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 for me spoke volumes. I'm I'm with you on that, mate. All right, um, Martin, do you want to have a go? Uh, yeah, here I am, um, Martin, uh, middle aged, uh, middle class, um, Pakeha fella. Um, partner of 15 years um, and step-granddad to uh, one adult child, step-granddad to four children. Um, I'd like to acknowledge the woman first off for being on the call and what they shared. Um, I don't know that I'd be so willing to share on a podcast some of the things that they shared to the depth they did straight off the bat so i just want to acknowledge that for starters um i had a lot of resistance to being on this call and being in this conversation ever since i saw it from about september give or take last year oh I might, no actually it must have been earlier than that well ever since it came about because where i first saw me to come about was on facebook and I was like, um, and I saw some comments and why aren't men having an opinion? Why aren't men having a say? And I didn't want to say anything because um, to say anything uh, as a man in the initial uh, months anyway, to me, just would make it about me. And uh, it wasn't about me. So to have an opinion or to express an opinion about it uh, at that early on, uh, didn't make sense to me. And the other part is, is any opinion I may have uh, might be heard as a justification or a defense rather than a support. Um, and I do support it. But, um, yeah, I just thought, what support? Oh, yeah, why have an opinion? Because that opinions um, could be misunderstood or misconstrued, especially in social media anyway. Um, insofar as my reflections on the call, um, uh, I felt quite traumatized at times, um, hearing what was shared. Um, uh, the, just in the last couple of weeks, there seems to be a number of windows that I've had uh, whether it be watching the film uh, Celia about Celia Lashley's work or listening to the call or um, somebody taking their own life at work. Um, I'm really conscious of and feel kind of raw around other people's pain. Um, I can hold it and I can hear it. Um, but at the same time, I have a, uh, a reflective response of empathy and I feel pain in myself when I hear others express their grief so i feel grief about that 
Um, so I listened to it. I listened to it in about three parts because I found it pretty full on and I needed to have a rest, a break. Um, and um, yeah, that's, that's, that's about it. Me for starters, but that's how I felt. Um, I learned some things and I heard some things. I, I felt grief and pain. Um, and the other thing I noticed is um, uh, that I didn't want to hear the anger. Um, I, I was um, up for, I think it was Birgit. Um, forgive me if I've got her name wrong. She was sort of talking about looking at both sides. And I think she's older and she was sort of talking about seeing things from both sides of the coin. Um, and then there was another woman who you could hear had a lot of anger. And I'm like, I, I felt I don't need to hear that. I didn't create that. So I don't want to be with that. Um, even though I can hold it and, um, I managed to, and I was okay with it. And here I am now. And, um, that'll do for starters, Mel. Thanks, uh, thanks, Martin, and um, you know, and, and thank you for that that last <laughs> your honesty in particular that that last bit, you know, because um, yeah, that uh, all, all of what you said was, um, was 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 great and vulnerable, and appreciate it. All right, Troy. Hello, good day. Um, hi, good evening, gentlemen. Uh, I'm Troy. I'm living in Auckland, New Zealand. Uh, getting on. Actually, Mel, I think I'm similar, similar age to Mel. Uh, I'm, I grew up here. I've lived overseas and come back. Um, you know, I'm really grateful to all of the women on the call or on the podcast last week with those stories. And um, I found it very not surprising, I'm afraid. Um, somewhat shocking um it, it's it's hard to express how it felt um but it did feel quite painful in some ways mm -hmm. um you know i think we we should i know this is not the right thing to do but i think we should all say we're sorry um but then i think we should also all somehow as you know people use this expression hold space um but somehow allow some sort of reflection. Um, my background, I guess, uh, I've, I mean, sorry, I missed some of that early guys, but my background is I, I, I grew up with two sisters. I'm the middle one um, and with a solo mum and a bunch of cats who had kittens uh, in my bed sort of thing. Uh, so, and now I have like um, you know, an ex-wife and two daughters. So I've been pretty, and, and my, my, my mother was, you know, I remember her saying, look, you're going to be a feminist. Um, I probably aren't, but <laughs> that's what she said. Uh, so, you know, I've, I've had a very, um, I guess, an upbringing that, that has been surrounded by women. And I've, you know, obviously that's helped me in a lot of ways, I think, um, be able to, I have a lot of female friends, so just be able to communicate and, and, and share on, on, you know, share the language when, when I hear, and I, I see other, some of my, my male friends sort of struggle to express themselves. I, I don't seem to 
have that sort of struggle with emotions and talking about emotions, um, which I put down to that. Um, there are a couple of things that, that the woman said, which, um, you know, I, I felt like towards the end there, I think when it was like, well, what, what, what do you want to see happen? Or how do you, you know, how do you want to wrap it up? And I think that one of someone said, the men are quiet, they're silent. This is a silence for men. They don't care. I think they don't care. Um, I think a lot of them don't, um, but I think some of us do. And I think silence is an interesting, you know, it's, it's got a, it can, it can mean many different things. It can mean, um, basically, I think, I don't, we don't, I, you know, I sort of had a chat to a guy at work and I said, what do you think about this Me Too thing? Um, what, what, why, why don't we engage? And he goes, well, anything, anything I say or anything I do is going to be wrong. Or anything I say or anything I do can't do it justice or it just, I, 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 I'm helpless here. I have no way of, of helping or being part of this. It doesn't mean I don't want to, but then there's another silence, which is complicit. And, um, you know, I can think of occasions, especially at work, uh, where, you know, I've been in meetings with the CEO and the, the power structure and these guys are saying, well, what do you think of her? You know, would she go with him sort of thing? Really pretty much just the guys in the room being overtly sexist and inappropriate. And then, you know, the CEO is sort of turning to me and saying, hey, well, what about you? What do you think? And I, you know, I just sort of said, well, I don't know. I didn't say that's wrong. Um, so I think, you know, it's an interesting response at some point because it's such a big thing, but there is hope, if you know what I mean. Uh, and I think, um, you know, Mel brought up the, the, the example of our prime minister in New Zealand, um, Jacinda, and, you know, I was just overjoyed. I think that was a real pivotal moment for this country, at least, because the alternative really was your classic um, male patriarchy, died in the wool, pretty much a continuation of that that way of leading. And now we've, you know, just overnight, it was on a knife edge, it just changed. And so I think there's, there's a lot of hope there. I think that's, that's a lot I've got to say for the, an opening statement. Thanks. Thanks, Troy. Thanks, Troy. Um, right, well, I'll, I'll um, I'll, I'll have a little intro to this as well, because I obviously, being a bloke, even though I'm, I'm organising this, I'm also uh, fucking right in the midst of it too. So for me, um, yeah, I've, uh, there, are, there are a number of big things that have come out for me personally that, um, that I got from, from that podcast, from listening to the, the woman and, and being, actually being, being able to sit in with them, you know, and, and what, I mean, it, it was great listening, you know, it, it, listening to that podcast afterwards is was, was really good, but I have to say it actually being in it, actually being in the, being in that, in that circle with, with the woman was, uh, was a very profound experience. And one of the ways that it was really, or, you know, that it's been really profound is, 
it's, it's completely elevated my sense of awareness about the impact I have on the people around me. So I want to, you know what, because from, and, and I actually talked to this, I think, in the podcast last week when I got asked the question, you know, what do I think? Um, you know, one of the big things that really popped out of me was, was the impact of all the small stuff that, that, that it has on, on women. You know, the, 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 the real small things like our languaging, the, the, and I do this all the time, I use guys. Whether it's, a, whether it's men or women, I just use the term guys, right? And without even thinking that for, for women, that may not be fucking appropriate at all. And in fact, you know, what I've, the messaging I've got is that not for all of them, but for a lot of them, actually, it doesn't feel appropriate. You know, they're not guys. They're, they're girls, they're women, they're ladies, whatever, right? Um, so, you know, it's, it's these small, you know, the small little things that I, I do day to day to day that, um, have an impact. And, and one of the things that I've learned recently, you know, as a consequence of that call was, is this idea of, of the emotional burden that women tend to take, you know, that, um, particularly in, in, um, home and relationships, you know, uh, and, and, and it was, a, it was talked to in, in the podcast, you know, this, you know, the organizing dinner and the, you know, the taking care of the dinner and the remembering phone numbers and things like that, remembering dates for birthdays and, you know, and, and fuck, I'm, I am so guilty of just absconding all of that shit, you know, and not taking any responsibility for a lot of stuff and, and just making an assumption that my partner is going to do that for me. You know what I mean? And, and, and now I've got the partner of Google, but, but still, right. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, and, and, and so one of the things about that podcast has made me all that and being in that circle is that all of a sudden I've become so much, I feel so much more aware of being, what my, what I'm doing when I'm in the presence of other people and, and what the, the small things I might be doing, how they might be impacting on others. And, and actually, um, I'm, yeah, I feel really grateful for that. It feels like a, um, like a, a bit of a light bulb's just, just come on for me, you know, in, in terms of that. And, and even around the house, you know, like just being more of, I've, I've all of a sudden just become more aware of how, um, you know, certain things I might, I might ask my wife if, um, if she wants me to do that, you know, like, do you want me to take the rubbish out? Like just fucking take the rubbish out, man. You know, why, why, why ask, you know, I know the answer is yes, you know, but, but the fact that I ask is, a, is kind of putting her the responsibility on her to make a decision. Right. So it's all that shit that I realize is so, you know, the real subtle stuff. And, and, um, and that's one of the things that I, that, that feels, you know, Troy, when you were talking about, or and, and everybody here, you know, that this, when you said the guy, one of the guys, when you talked to him, said it just feels so big. And, and I, and one of the, and so another realization that came out of that phone call or the, the call last week was that, you know, that, I mean, me too started out as this thing around, um, it started out as around abuse, right. Or abuse of power, sexual abuse, whatever, unwanted sexual advances, et cetera, et cetera. But what, what I, what I got the sense of is that it, it's actually, um, if we can, if, if we, if, me, if we as men can, can actually open our gaze 
and realise it's actually much more than that. That's just the tip of the iceberg. That's just what set it off. What has set it off. But what's really underneath that is just this act, this, this the, the power dynamic that sits between the two, the, the between men and women, and and how men um, are complicit. You use the word Troy. Where you know, I certainly feel complicit in keeping that power dynamic in place by the simple, the small things that I do. Um, so that was that's been a really big thing that 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 I got out of that call. I mean, you know, there's a the, the, I think the, um, you know, the abuse that, uh, that we heard, you know, and how, uh, and, and talking about, you know, the, a lot of, you know, everybody on that call, had, you know, all the women, bar Briggs, had real wounding around, around men, whether it was young, whether when they were young or when they were older, through sexual abuse and, and physical abuse. And I know that we've got to deal with that. And what I got the picture of is that, one of the power, most powerful ways we can do with it is really addressing the small shit that we do, the small stuff. So that's, uh, that, that's me, guys. I, so having heard all of us now, all of us have had a chance to speak, who would like, who feels drawn to either comment on what they've heard or, you know, um, dive a little bit deeper into um, your own experiences and thoughts around all this stuff? And it can just be a free free for all now, guys. Uh, yeah, thanks for sharing, Malcolm. I'm just going to lead on because I um, I was really I was uh, moved by the last question that I think was asked on the podcast, which was, "What do men want? What do men want?" Um, but how? So, and what I was what I was left with was how do we, um, how do we learn to ask for what we want? Um, you know, in this, this, um, which really is just a, a, a beautiful conversation between men and women and a, a real learning about the sexes and something that's, you know, my, my father and uh, my abusive scout master, scout leader um, who abused me, they just took. They, they, there, was no, there was no asking. There was no um, asking of, of permission. Um, they just took. And I watched, you know, I watched my dad take my mum and want to cuddle her. Um, there was no invitation on that that being present level. Um, but I, yeah, I'm really wondering what do, what do men, what do men want out of, out of the, out of this um, conversation? Um, sorry, Mal, I'm, I'm kind of drifting here a little bit with this, but because it, it's bringing up a lot of stuff. And in the, in the past week, I have been looking at my own world, my own life and sitting on a couch, meditating for 20 minutes each day, doing small amounts of exercise with my knee, um, really internally looking inwards at what the fuck is, what the fuck do I want out of my life now? Um, 
Yeah, I've had some really big conversations around um, my, myself telling myself stories, which ended up being, well, I'm actually telling myself lies to make myself feel better about myself. I'm actually making, I'm actually telling lies that I'm, I'm going to create a new business doing this or a new business doing that, or I'm going to make bags or I'm going to make sunglasses and, and looking back on why I did those things was just to make myself feel proud amongst men because they were acknowledged for being a sculptor or they were, they were acknowledged for being a carpenter and they were getting great acknowledgement for being producers of beautiful things. So I made that mean that maybe that's the path I should follow and take this. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm also very aware of um, not getting too drawn into the, the drama of, of this conversation to make men feel small and um, unworthy and like they are at fault, uh, even though it, it does sound a lot like that from what these women have shared and you know I'm, I'm not going to um, dismiss any of what the what the ladies have shared but I, I'm, I'm really engaged in this conversation because it's bringing to light things that haven't been talked about in the past and I feel this is a really magical magical time for this stuff to come out and to be addressed to my daughter and and my, you know, my, both my daughters and, um, and my wife and, and all the females who I seem to attract in my world. And what is it that I'm doing to attract all these women in my world at the moment that they feel safe um, to share and, and uh, to be with me. And so, yeah, I'll, um, I'll just leave it there for the moment. Thanks, mate. Anybody else? Who's next? Hey, Drew here. Um, oh, guys, I'm really grateful for this. And um, the more I, the more I hear, the the more I know I don't understand. Um, so thank you. I have a, you know, I have loads more questions emerging. Um, something, something that, that feels like there's a feedback on the call. I don't know um, if anyone else can hear that. Um, okay, so I mean, Troy, you said something that really uh, landed for me around silence, and um, and I noticed, uh, like, I, I, as a child, I grew up surrounded by a lot of women. Um, and, um, a lot of, I think I was, you know, I was out of consent as a child, um, you know, forced to do stuff by a lot of older women in my life, uh, whether that be my mother, my school teachers and so on. And I noticed part of my silence that feels like a freeze response, like a nervous system freeze response, um, when, uh, to a woman's anger or to a, to a woman's demands, um, 
and this has come up for me a lot in me too you know you said there was a there was a quote i'm not sure if you said it troy about um like the men are quiet it sounds like they they don't care or something and i'm noticing that a lot of my silence is is a kind of a freeze response to just growing up being terrified actually of of older more powerful women's uh, rage and then the other part of it which is the silence of complicity as you as uh, you shared and you know and this um and and that spoke to my fear of being thrown out of the gang by other men if i don't join in the banter if i don't go along with it or you know and my version of not, of joining in the banter might be to just keep my mouth shut and not speak up and um and i think it's uh i think it's uh brene brown who talks about um speaking truth to power but you know how how as as a human who owns a penis and a white-skinned human who owns a penis there's there's a cultural power position that i'm that i'm in um and then um martin i think you said some stuff around um just giving space uh for an expression of this 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 energy and what came up for me was was my my translation around that was um yeah, there, there, there's a purge that there's like a boil has been lanced and we're looking at, I mean, thousands of years of, of pent up abuse and, and rage and, um, and fear and, and pain that is being held in the body of women that is, uh, that is being given a slight opportunity to purge. And I've listened to quite a lot about how of of um, conversation around how, how this is, similar and different to some of the women's liberation movement in the in the 70s and and like how there's a cycle of this that comes around every couple of decades and um how can we be doing it differently this time um so there's a part of me that 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 wants to build capacity to allow this purging and release and like I, you said it's not my place to say anything in this moment and also that that question that was spoken at the end um you know, what what do i want how can i ask for what i want how can i support this fuck guys i just every time i there are so there's so many questions that come up around this um this question of permission um this question of of consent um you know i find myself oh like not not can, can there ever be enough consent i don't know if there can um yeah i'm i'm really keen to seek consent everywhere but when does consent become where is consent not welcome or where do i just grab the rubbish and take it out or where do you know i'm also listening to a lot of conversations from women who say where are all the strong men where are the men who will take the lead where are the men who will guide me and direct me i want these men in my life and i'm like well i want to be that guy but also i desperately want to be in consent and i want to honor and respect you and how can i hold these two potentially contradictory positions they're not if we're all taking full responsibility and if we're all like grounded in this in in a in a in a new soup of of kind of generosity of love and kindness then we can play these games like an inter interdependent dance um but but while we're still carrying this this shadow of hereditary vitriol and pain and anger and rage um 
then it's just going to, you know, then we're going to get taken down by our own unconsciousness around this um, so much. And I think, I think, and I'm, I might be about to just, you know, build myself a trap and jump straight in it here. But there was something in listening to the podcast where this came up for me when there was a little period of a couple of minutes where we were, where there was like, there was languaging like, well, women are smarter and men's brains are boxes. And it's proven that, you know, it's proven that, that women are smarter and men are great at fighting wars. And, but it's just a proven fact that women's brains do all of this and men's brains don't. And I suddenly found myself collapse in the face of that, those sorts of statements and feel both powerless and, um, and defensive at the same time. And, if we can if we can dismantle the cultural soup or if we can speak into the cultural soup that says men should like blue and women should like pink and because you know a hundred years ago that was the reverse anyway like the and men should men are great at fighting wars and use a man when you need the trash taking out and this that and the other but if you want anything serious done or if you want anything of any nuance done then we need to talk to talk to women if we can like leave the genitals out of this and say there's a whole aspect of of humanity that's that's same between us and not different so i guess the bottom line is i haven't got a clue um but i'm there are more and more questions that are emerging which like god i'd i'd love i'd love us to get together in forums like this thank you malcolm for creating this and start having these conversations there's a whole rites of passage piece here as well around um you know learning eldership and the lack of elders in the world um and our relationship with old people and and their wisdom versus medicating them and locking them up in in warehouses to die like these yeah that's another conversation but there's a lot of wisdom in a lot of old people out there that um that i feel like we're not calling on at the moment and maybe it's the elders that we need to uh, to look to to find out how um, we can be more nuanced in our interrelationship and with that there's my hundred words for three <laughs> thanks uh thanks drew um martin hey um yeah i heard drew say um I don't have a clue and I feel a bit triggered by that um, because that's kind of like what, where I was, I was like, you know, I want something to be different. Like I'm a stand for safety for all. Um, and I, I actually think, you know, um, I'm a stand for, for women. And it was said on the call that, you know, there was the, in the sixties, there was the um, woman's revolution or uh, an aspect of, and then it, uh, one of the women on the call said it. And then since then it's kind of quietened down and, and, and gone away and, and how some of the young women and their teens, they can see stuff, but they, they, it was said that they didn't, that the, their mothers thought that maybe they don't care or they didn't think it was worth it to speak up about it. Like in the situation with the, the boys on the boxes. And I think, yeah, it's, it's high time and well overdue that women um, are given a bigger voice and heard. Um, and um, I 
was thinking, yeah, well, what can I do? And it's a little bit like the environment. Well, I can uh, think global and act local. Um, I can listen to my partner. I can listen to my stepdaughter. I can listen uh, and talk and raise a conversation with women at work and other women I know. I can bring it up. I can talk about it. That's what I can do. Um, I cannot pretend it doesn't exist. Um, it was interesting um, hearing the woman talk about the bringing the cake to uh, work things. Um, and that made me think about, um, I work in the hospital and there's a lot of cake that's brought in. Uh, you know, somebody's getting engaged, cake. Somebody's getting married, cake. Somebody's news arrived, cake. Somebody's leaving, cake. Um, and I don't have anything about that. Um, I participate and bring food and a lot of my colleagues don't. Um, but doing the dishes got me. I often let other people at work who are predominantly women because they're nurses, I let them unload the dishwasher. And uh, like Malcolm said, doing the little things or being mindful uh, for me of the things I could do that maybe I let others do who are often women, um, uh, I could do them more. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought, well, what can I do? And, and that's the best I've got at the moment. Um, to stay mindful, to keep talking about it um, and to not make it too complex. I don't have to have all the answers or figure it all out. Um, that's, you know, using my man brain to figure it all out and analyze it. Um, I just have to listen and keep in the conversation. Um, and as for those boardroom meetings, Troy, um, I don't work in a boardroom. I work in an operating theatre. And um, some of those conversations take place and I let the guys know that it's not on. And um, a lot of the guys avoid me now because they know they can't have that kind of talk about, you know, look at that new nurse and check her out and I won't participate. So sometimes I walk in the room and there's three fellas talking they all stop talking. And um, I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah, I'm out for now. Thanks, Martin. Um, nice one. Rich, Rich, do you want to go? Yeah, um, fascinating listening to all of this um, and listening to the weather keeps coming up and my sense of where we're all at is on an individual level, just doing a big public shrug and going, I don't know. And like the more nuance that there is, the more detail, the more fear and the kind of more emotions that come up around that, you know, like we're all resistant as humans to engaging with anger and fear. Obviously that's not where we are go to. And that's exactly what this kind of conversation can contain. And I think that's where a lot of this resistance comes from. But when, in terms of us sort of saying, you know, like we can listen, it's like, I think we can do one better. And I think it would be cool if we could step up and as men start asking <laughs> a bit more, you know, like I have a conversation with a, a a uh, woman, a close friend of mine, and we talk about these things, and it's like, well, you know, we need to listen more. She's like, well, how about asking, you know? Like, it doesn't have to be on a huge forum to start with, but just those initial questions of, um, you know, how do you, how does this feel? How does it make you feel when I do this? And, and create more awareness around subjects, you know? And that's, that means, like, that we as men have to take a, take a kind of a stand and a step 
but I think I think that's what kind of women would like us to take. I mean, again, I dare I speak for them, but you know, yes, listening on the one hand, but on the other, like, you know, is there something more we can do? I mean, I occasionally post on say Instagram a little post here or there, and that that feels fairly safe to me on this topic, you know. But there's a resistance to really diving in fully, and it's like we don't have to. And I don't think that's the best way forward. You know, there's actually, it's not about moving forward from this place. I think there's still lots to, to hear and acknowledge and, and understand. And it seems to me that, that you know, in what, when I take this conversation, when I leave this conversation, what can I take away? What can I, what can I do? Um, that seems to be the, the missing piece for me. You know, like maybe I can actually start asking little questions like that on, in kind of smaller, smaller groups and, and, and build from there. I don't know what any of you, think about that but that's what's been coming up um, in the last few minutes it's about taking responsibility um like, not, yeah, for these, yeah. not for these like you know centuries worth of patriarchal kind of disgraceful behavior and everything that's kind of you know built up but just on a, on a, on a level a personal level you know just on a daily basis these small steps that you mentioned malcolm these small little things like that's where I we have that. to um mindfulness you know someone's not telling them Hopefully you can hear what I'm saying. Um, yeah, it's, what can I do on a, on a day-to-day basis to kind of tune in with women and just, you know, like just show awareness because just showing that willingness um, to do something, like I actually feel more empowered saying this, you know, rather than sitting in that kind of corner as I was half the podcast, feeling afraid, feeling nervous, feeling powerless, feeling like everything I could say is wrong. Um, you know, no doubt someone is going to respond to what I'm saying in a way that, doesn't land very well and there's there's learning from me but perhaps that asking you know is, is an important component rather than yes we we need to as men express what's going on for us it's a nice response the overall response today feels like um jesus didn't realize that didn't know and then we go into a corner but from here it's like all right let's just tune in um with other people with other women you know and, and, and our own lives i'm done Nice, mate. Thanks, Rich. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I really, I really like that. I, I like that bit about asking, and and it's kind of the, um, you know, uh, uh, for me, it, it speaks a little bit, you know, to, to also this, um, the piece around, for for me, uh, around being, you know, really stepping into my masculine energy around around some of this, which is, you know, hot, like. You know, we all witnessed from last week's call, you know, Ange carried some of the anger that was there and, and, you know, really feeling into what it is like for me in my body as I'm sitting there to be able to be present to somebody else's anger, be present to, to whatever it is that somebody else is feeling and not run away from it, not try to fix it, not try to do anything other than actually be, be willing to, to be present to that. And, um, and so what you've just added for me there, Rich, is, is, is another little piece. It's like be willing to, be willing to ask. You know, it's, I guess it's what I've done in this podcast really is ask, right? Ask, create, you know, what, what the fuck is happening? What, what's going on for you? And, and, um, and then in the process of asking that is the that is when for me now I'm, I'm beginning to see is that in the process of asking i have to then be willing 
to to hear everything that is said and and um and and not try to not do anything other not not as you said fix it or whatever we've we, we, we all kind of said it you're not necessarily fix it but 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 be but contain that, and I and I actually think you know to your to your bit Drew about men and women. I, I think one of our gifts as men is our capacity to do that. I think we've got a fucking incredible capacity to um, to to contain um, when when you know the the mature masculine, right? We've got amazing capacity to contain. Um, emotion and energy if we are willing to do it and and that's that's one of my so that's a big thing for me now is is developing it's almost like developing that skill right developing the skill to be able to to do that without getting triggered and running off and fucking getting defensive or whatever it is and um and 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 also owning up to the shit that i've owning up to the shit that's true but also not not fucking trying to um, make or appease the shit that isn't true. You know what I mean? Because sometimes things that um, things just aren't—they're not—they're they're, they're somebody else's opinion, but it's not actually true. But I don't have to—I don't have to sit down and make an argument about it. I just don't have to agree, right? So I think that you know this is certainly something that this is a big thing that's coming for me through all of this. Is um, you know is a way for, a way forward for me and and how I can actually. Um, really contribute to to this process and to healing and to coming together with with uh, with women and with other men, you know, in, in this too, right? Because I think it's also um, you know been able to do that same thing with men, ask the question and and be present to whatever's going on with them too around around this whole thing. Anyway, yeah. Troy, Troy, what are you sitting on at the moment? Uh, you're on mute, bro. Unmute yourself. How's that? Okay. Um, yeah, I've just been listening, <laughs> uh, reflecting a bit on, on what's been said. Um, you know, one, one of the things that I think was interesting and I guess uh, the, the sort of the point, Martin, behind the, uh, the CEO story was really the parallel between um, how I felt there, which was like, you know, so much of this is about power and so much of power, this, this power structure is tied to basically the workplace and it was interesting that so many of the stories that we heard last. Hey, on hey the Troy, I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna interrupt you here. For, I'm gonna interrupt you for a sec, mate. We were we were losing you. Um, I think your internet connection was was doing something oh, okay. doing something silly or crazy. Uh, try try it again. Go from the beginning again. It seems like you might be better now. Uh, how's that? That's better. Yeah. I just, okay. I'll be briefer then. <laughs> um, when I was in that room with the guys and the, you know, the, the sort of the, the top brass, I just felt really disempowered. Um, there wasn't, I didn't have the power. I didn't feel I had the power to say anything or to step up. So. All right, I'm gonna, 
Yeah. Troy, I think um, I think you might need to um, either. Oh, find, find, the funny thing is, is you're, you're in New Zealand right now, and, and in Bali, where you know supposed to be, where you know Indonesia third world, we're supposed to have the shit internet connection. No, he's, he's clearing <laughs> crisp for me here, bro. Oh, okay. or is it just me. Uh, for me too, it's just oh, you, man. I've just had a message from Richard <laughs> saying that you're good and I'm the one who's fucking up. So I'm going to shut my mouth up. <laughs> yeah, shut up and listen now. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I might just skip that bit that I was talking about. Um, no, it's more like there's a sudden, this sudden loss of power and it was tied in some way to the power structure around work in that in reality, you know, I could have said, hey, what is this? But there was this sort of thing in the background, which was like, I don't know, sort of like a dark shadow, uh, which felt like, hey, you, you can't do that. And that's that sort of, um, you know, that's sort of what the whole thing feels like to me uh, on this entire continuum. And I don't really sense that much anger on, on the call. I, I sense a lot of frustration. And, you know, I do, I do agree with, you know, where, where this conversation's been going, which is like, well, in each of our own ways, now we're more aware we can, we can change this and we can change that. Um, and that's, that's going to make some sort of difference. And I think that's, that's a good idea. Like, you know, the, the broken window sort of strategy you fix one little thing, then you fix another thing, then you fix a little, another little thing. Within my own circle of, um, you know, what, what, I, what I can look after myself, that, that will make a bit of a difference, I think. But it does feel like it's, it is a bigger thing, a much, much bigger thing. And, and the, we, the, you know, the question I, I think we should be asking is why isn't there more of a, um, you know, a whole of, society or a whole of government or a whole of something response. That's a question. Is that a question? Is that a question to sorry Troy, could you um, yeah. repeat that question yeah. again, mate? Um yeah, yeah, like, you know, it's, it's, it feels like a really big thing as well. Uh, it's not like um, this is a small movement. It's not like a, something that's come and gone. It's still here. It's still present. Nothing's really changed on the biggest scale. Um, I read a column in The Guardian by Hadley Freeman, and it's called This Week in Patriarchy. It's... Every day there's like 10, you would call them bloopers, but they're not bloopers. It's just tragic. You know, there's like 10 things where someone has done something, which is just, what the fuck is that? Um, you know, I think there's just the one this morning, the, the president of the Philippines, so like, like Putin on, on Women's Day, you know, International Women's Day tells women to stay classy and dress nice. Um, the, the president in the Philippines goes to a, a woman's empowerment event and calls them and, and says bitches, you know, I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> Seriously. So, 
you know, we can make our own little micro changes and our own little micro environment and that'll make a difference. But what, why can't we do more than that? Or how do we do more than that? Yeah, I think the how, how do we do more than that is a, is a good one. Um, that's, a, that's a good question. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add, add to that, Troy, some question, a question for the group because, you know, I'm, I'm aware of time and, and wanting to make sure that, um, that we, you know, we wrap this up so that people are um, just from a, a listening perspective. So I've got, I got there's Troy, Troy's question, you know, how, how do we make a difference? And um, and another one is, is 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 why do we want to make a difference? Why why do each of us, you know why 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 are we here? Why do we want to do that? What's you know what what's in it for us? You know because that's, that quickly, that's a fair fucking question. To ask, right? Yeah, I don't I don't think my my daughters should start off in life with a thirty percent handicap. You know, aside yeah. from everything else, yeah. Yeah, wholeheartedly agree. So yeah, so how do we make a difference? What and why? Why you know why do why do we why do we want to make a difference? What's you know, and that's choice to share. And and I know that there's other guys in this call with. I know that uh, Kendall's got um, a couple of daughters. I've got a daughter. Martin's got granddaughters and granddaughters. So you know that, that's absolutely one reason I can imagine, certainly for me, but what else for the rest of you guys? And what do you want going forward from here for, for what is it? What is it? Here's, and here's another thing. What is it that you want women to know? So they're kind of questions. If you want to maybe reflect on those and, and, and we can use that as a, as a piece to, to sign off from this, um, from this, uh, this gathering group. Rich here. Um, I guess I'll just jump in and then, you know, fade out. Um, just in terms of what Troy was saying, like the micro changes we can all do and yet, you know, how do we change things on a bigger scale? Like um, that, that triggered me, frankly, because you want to affect change in life and you start with yourself. I'm sorry. I think they're not micro changes because the small ones become consistent. We can see that when we do that in our own lives and we can't be responsible for like a global problem. And when we say things like that, it's almost like kind of despondent and, you know, and it's just like big picture and oh, no, it's fucked. And, you know, I speak from experience because I spent most of my sort of 20s, you know, I had studied sociology and media and, and you know, just what a fucked world we live in. And I was so angry and, and frustrated at the situation of how the media communicates everything and how the you know, society doesn't really work and we all live in failed states, blah, 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 blah. But you can see the track that this is going down and it's like, you know, I'll just be an armchair critic and, and, you know, what was I doing in my own life? And the whole story of my life without getting into that was just coming to a wake up call and going, I'm responsible for everything that happens in my life and that, how that affects other people. And when we really get serious about making these changes and let's bring it back to this context of like asking women um, what's going on with them and, and creating these conversations, they're not micro changes. They're fucking huge. Because then like, they're like, oh, there's this guy that gives a shit, you know? And I guess I'd finish off um, rather passionately, I must, so I just caught myself, <laughs> um, by saying like, you know, what do I want women to know? Um, yeah, I do care. Um, you know, I'm, 
I'm scared of getting it wrong. Um, I'm scared of being rejected. But you know what? I'm open. I'm far from perfect, but I'm willing to learn. You know, and it's like that's what I put myself forward as being, you know, like I'm going to do my best. Maybe I won't always do my best, but it's that willingness to just like take responsibility for my stuff. And I want, you know, I'll, I'll try and meet you where, where we are in this kind of tumultuous kind of situation right now. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be comfortable. But, um, you know, I'll stand up and just kind of be willing to listen. And of course, then ask and go from there. Thanks, bro. Who uh, who wants to go next? Sure, I'll um I'll check out. So um, great. Thank you, guys. I want to acknowledge you all for um for helping me ask better questions and um and notice how much i've missed uh those of you on this call that i know and how much i wish i'd be able to sit in circle with those of you who i haven't yet met um i've got a kind of a, a sort of a a dual perspective happening at the moment which i'm going to try and uh, uh share by way of something of a checkout and um yeah, you know, I've been involved for a few years with men's groups and, and men's circles and men's rites of passage things running around in the woods and whatnot um, at a very casual level, but there's been an involvement. And, I'm, and I, I think I'm, I think moving forwards, uh, a way to, well, like the, the, there's a requirement to deconstruct everything, this cultural, patriarchal or historical soup that we've grown up in. So there's a, there's a, and like, so yes, it's all the little pieces, the, the, the window fixing, I think was something that you said, Troy, I'd not heard that example before, but like, yeah, in every moment, how present and conscious can I be to, to, am I speaking my truth? Um, am I, uh, you know, what part of me is speaking or behaving in, in any moment? Um, so I'm leaving with a greater awareness around, around that, around both the, the big picture, the, the act, uh, the think global, as was mentioned earlier, and also the acting local. How can, how can in every moment, can I show up with as much consciousness as, as I possibly can? There's a, um, where I was going with the men's group thing is that I, you know, there's a lot of talk about men are this and women are that. Uh, um, historically, men have been like this and women have been like that. And I'm and I'm noticing a kind of a like what I what might be called a a, a, a neo tantric codependence or a or like an evolved human codependence thing, where again men are talking about like men and women are being separated, and there are men are talking about getting in their masculine and how can I be more masculine and men have this great capacity for presence and masculine presence and, and, you know, women and how can women be more feminine and, and like the, 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 um, the, the women's uh, nurturing skills and, and, and empathy and emotional um, congruity and so on. And, like 
you know, I want to, you know, masculine and feminine are, are qualities that every human being have. I know women who have great capacity. I know humans with vaginas who have great capacity to hold presence, to hold space, to be really empowered in their masculine. And I know men and humans with penises who have great capacity to be gentle and sensitive and flowing and kind and delicious and heartful and and so so soft and i my fear is that you know there have been a number of places i've been where there seems to again be this binary of um you know where are all the good strong men or how can i be more masculine and and it's like hey can we if we were to meet as human beings first and be really generous in our acknowledgement that we all hold these capacities then we might be able to enter into a more uh, a more um playful dance of hey what 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 parts of this spectrum can i stand on in reflection to someone with a different with a different genital configuration to me um i don't know if that makes any sense but it feels it feels important in this conversation to to try to to Un, to dissolve the binary around this at the same time i'm doing this in a men's group and i'm going to go off to another men's group and i'm going to there'll be other man stuff happening down the road so you know we are there are many many differences but i i'm pretty sure there's a bedrock of a lot of similarities because you know why are we doing this for me it, it feels to be around self-actualization around evolving ourselves as a human species uh, and so that we can be the very best we can be as individuals and as a collective society. And, you know, there are, we're all going to be called on for our qualities over the next 20 or 30 years. I haven't yet um, had a child, but, but if, if, and when I do, and those of us with children know that our children are going to be facing the biggest fucking environmental challenges of perhaps any generation yet. And you know, we, we have to learn to work together and bring out these capacities in each of us. If, if humans are going to survive on this planet, I believe, I mean, things are about to get very fucked very quickly in the next 20 or 30 years. And, um, and learning to work together and support and lift each other up is going to be key to our survival and key to our children's survival. And so why are we doing this? I'm doing this for that. Um, and what do I want women to know is that I'm, uh, is that I care and that I'm doing my best and I would love us to be able to have more nuanced conversations and hold space for each other to express so that we can all be heard and felt in our pain and our grief and, and all work together to lift each other up into our magnificence. And um, please, can we have lots more of these conversations? Thank you, all of you and Malcolm for hosting this. And I am out with love. Thanks, Drew Boy. Thank you. Um, all right, Kendall, Troy. Um, I think I've just lost you guys. I know you're back. Um, thank you, Drew. I'm going to say all that. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Thank you very much. Um, thank you. I've really it's been a, a privilege to participate in this um, call. Um, I don't, I just, there's not much I can add. I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree 
with, with some of those things that you just brought up there around uh, let's not get too engrossed in masculine, feminine um, as, as polarities. And I think that, um, you know, I, th I think that there is a, there's certainly a pathway that involves self-actualization and that is essentially gender neutral at some point. So yeah, I, I fully, fully hope that we can um, all go on that journey. Um, what would I like women to know as, you know, well, for me personally, um, that I am there for them and I am different, but I'm aware now or more aware. And I think that, yeah, going back to one of the themes, I'm going to make these little changes that are going to help us get along better. Um, on a bigger picture, I think it's important, you know, I'd like women to know that they're loved, supported, and that there's, there's hope. You know, it's not, it's not always going to be like this. They're not always going to be under the, under the thumb. Um, that's all I've got to say. Thanks. Thanks for having a chance to participate. Thanks, Troy boy. Kendo. Oh, hang on. It looks like he's having, he might be having a side conversation with his, with his wife who's going in and out of the, in and out of the, <laughs> out of the room. All right, you're back. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> uh, classic. Um, yeah, I, I, so yeah, thank you guys for sharing. I was, um, each of you brought up so much stuff. I just thought I would write stuff down as you were saying it so that I could remember what I, I wanted to say because um, I actually believe that men are actually are really doing the work. Um, Drew, you mentioned that you're going off to a men's group. I'm going off to a men's group after this. Um, there's a men's group that I go to on Thursday nights, Wednesday nights. My men back home in Australia have a, have a men's group every, every Monday night. Um, there's nine men who participate in that. Um, yeah, I've got warrior Wednesdays men's group, which is growing exponentially. And, um, you know, I love, uh, possibly Richard and Malcolm to join me on that the men's group at the practice is wonderful, wonderful drop in, um, our group. Um, I, I, I really believe that if we choose to have these kind of conversations, then the other meaningless kinds of conversations start to dissolve. And, and this, this is so powerful for me. I've really taken a stand on this recently because I'm so tired of hanging out with my mates who I think are my mates. I'm not sure if they are my mates. Um, the, the ones that really are my mates are the ones who want to have these kinds of conversations because they light me up. And I'm intrigued by how men want to make a difference to the women and their lives. And I believe that this is going to make the difference. Um, I believe we are doing the work. Um, 
and listening is an incredibly powerful tool as mentioned by Malcolm in, in many of the other podcasts and, and the, uh, the part one of this series. Um, and learning to create a safe space for women um, so that we are present. You know, I feel like if we've got an agenda to do anything other than be with our women, then we're not creating a safe space in that moment for them. So they don't really feel heard. Um, and I would like to, you know, I would like to, um, I would like women to know that, <laughs> you know, this is, this is just me, but I would like women to know that I believe they will save this world through nurturing. Um, something that men are not particularly innately gifted with. And I, I love offering, I love telling them, I love telling women that I just think you're the best thing in this, on this planet because you just nurture all things. You are, you are everything growing in all plants, all plants flowering. You know, you, you bring beauty to this, to this world and, um, and you are being heard. Out. Oh, thanks mate. I, um, I'm going to make sure when I, when I, when I post this podcast that I, I ask people, everybody who listens to listen all the way to the end, because everything I've heard from each of you guys about in particular about, you know, what, um, what you'd like women to know is, uh, yeah, fuck, it's really moved me. I'm feeling quite, um, I'm actually feeling a little bit emotional really. And, uh, in particular, you know, I, I have a, I strongly agree with, with you about what you said, Dave, about women will save this planet. I think I, 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 I believe that that nurturing is what the planet needs right now. It does. And yes, men can, I know men can nurture, I can nurture. And I know that the women in my life, uh, their capacity for that, that, that kindness, that nurturing um, is far superior to what I'm capable of. And I'm just, just speaking about me. And uh, uh, so, yeah, beautiful. So that, and that is a big why for me. That, that's one, and, I, and I've witnessed that, in, in, and that was why I mentioned the New Zealand Prime Minister, you know, because I'm witnessing that in her, you know. She just brings a completely different type a completely different type of leadership, you know, it's not right all the time. And, and there are times we need other types of leadership, but the intention and where it's going is profoundly impactful. Um, I think. And, um, you know, I, 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 there was one other bit that I, I just, um, you know, drew when you, you talked about the coming together and I, I, I agree. And, and that's the outcome that I'd like to have. And, I believe that one of the things that often happens in this scenario is that we try to come together too quickly. It's like there is a steep wound. All right. The wounds happened. Let's fucking come together and sort it out. I th what, um, what I, what I want, what I really want women to know is that, um, is that I, I'm actually really starting to see the wound now. For the first time, I'm starting to see the wound properly. I may not fully understand it. I um, and, uh, and and I think Richard talked to this, you know, and, and I'm 
we've probably all talked to it in, in different ways. You know, I, I probably will never understand it. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a white middle-aged fucking very lucky male, you know, who's had privileges for my entire life. And I'm never going to know those woundings. I've known some of them through my abuse and things like that, but I'm not going to know all of it. And, and I, I need to, I, I need to, un, I need to know some of the, I need to understand that. If I'm to come together with, 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 with women, if I'm to bring, if I want to help in my small way, bringing the planet together, I need to fucking understand. And, um, and therefore, there is a little bit of going, there is a limit, there is a them and an us, you know. I need to um, acknowledge that first, that at least that, because that's how it's been operating up till now. And, but uh, I agree with you, Drew, that once, once that has been done, um, this coming together, this, this, this mutual healing is what I would love to then have take place and and uh and my hope is that you know you guys in doing this us we've all we're you know we're we're starting that process now and um and to be honest you know i'd like to continue on for the next hour talking to you guys on your wisdom and your heartfelt generosity and your kindness and um your honesty has been really inspiring for me and I want to thank you for taking the time and for, for sharing this stuff and being brave enough to, to, to sit in this conversation. And, um, and, uh, unfortunately Martin had to, Martin had to duck off. So he, he won't be finished. So just imagine my words are Martin's words. <laughs> and, um, so anybody who's listened, please, uh, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Um, and, uh, and I'd re and you know, all of us, all of these guys, I hope I speak for the men here that, uh, you know, I'd love to hear any comments that anybody has got about what they've heard. You know, we, you know, we're all just sharing our opinions, but, um, yeah, we're, we're hoping that the sparks are, are broader, deeper, more, um, encompassing conversation between everybody. And, uh, so I just want to thank all of you guys for participating and, um, and I really hope that uh, you, my intention is to do this one more time. And that this time is to bring all of us together, the women in the previous call, us on this call, and where we can do what you just said, Drew. We, you can, we can begin to um, come together. You know, we've, we've heard each other now. Can't, what can we do about coming together? So who knows what the fuck's going to happen with that, but um, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. So... I want to say goodbye and thank you guys and um, speak to you again very shortly.